Hi, this is Shannon Waller, and welcome to this next episode of Inside Strategic Coach. Dan, last time we talked a lot about why the world needs entrepreneurs, but entrepreneurs often find their own lives to be very complex, very complicated, and they have some key problems, and there are a few that we want to chat about today. So what do you see as being one of the key problems for entrepreneurs? Because we talk to people all the time who want to grow but feel like they're kind of stuck. Why are they stuck? Chan and I have coached entrepreneurs since 1974, so that's more than 40 years, and as near as I can tell, it's been about 6,000 individuals, and they come in all shapes and sizes. Some are quiet, some are loud, some are super aggressive, some of them, they kind of hold back, they have a more measured approach to what they're doing. But the big problem for everybody that I've seen is, on the one hand, you've got very intelligent individuals, and you have, I think, very courageous individuals. And the other thing is that they're very creative individuals. So they've got three pluses going for them, but they've got a one huge minus, and that is that they've just got way too much going on in their minds to be able to focus their attention, focus and manage their attention. It's pretty uniform right across the board. And, you know, there's a lot of talk these days about attention deficit. But I would say the entrepreneur is attention overload. They just have so much overloading their minds that they can't just get a sense of clarity and a sense of simplicity about just focusing for a significantly successful amount of time to actually produce a big result. One is that they don't get the result, but then what happens afterwards is how they treat themselves when they don't get the result. How do they treat themselves? Well, they beat themselves up. And the reason is that they suffer from two forms of comparison. This is human, by the way, what I'm talking about here. It's not particular to entrepreneurs. It's just that entrepreneurs have chosen a very unique path in life. So the stakes are higher for a sense of personal overwhelm on the one hand and personal failure on the other. The first one is because of just a mechanism that the mind has, which is called the ideal. Okay, so does that mean they're measuring themselves against this ideal that they have? Yeah. So what I mean by the ideal, Shannon, and I can give you just an analogy with something else that we come to grips with. So when we're born, there's essentially two big things that we have to come to grips with. One of them is called space and the other one's called time. You know, we got to be able to operate within a three-dimensional world and we have to operate, you know, in a world where things keep happening. (laughs) But just to talk about the world of space, our brains do a very interesting thing to allow us to come to grips with space and they create this what is essentially an artificial line, which is called the horizon line, okay? What do you mean artificial? And I says, well, you've never reached it, so there isn't any such thing as the horizon line. It's a thing that our brain does that sort of gives us a point by which we can measure from here to there, and then in the middle, we can actually focus on tangible progress and tangible goals. 
it's not very old in life before you realize no matter how fast you run, you can't get to the horizon. You can't sneak up on it in the dark. <laughs> so we're okay with that. And we says, that's right, you can't get to the horizon. And our brain accepts that, and we don't have a lot of emotional turmoil over this fact. And we realize that what's important for the horizon is that it allows us to pick a destination point that we actually can get to. So we all make progress. We're all able to leave someplace and arrive someplace and feel pretty good about the result. In the time world, there's something that acts just like the horizon line, and it's called the ideal. This, unlike the horizon, causes all sorts of problems for people because unlike the horizon line, they really do feel that they can actually reach the ideal. And I'll tell you what the ideal is. The ideal is a picture of our brain of where we're going to arrive, where everything works. And it's not that just everything works about it, but that you actually almost become a different kind of human being when you get there, that you become a transformed human being when you get there. And you can make an enormous progress. And so someone has this ideal. They actually make tangible progress. But when they make the progress, they compare their progress against the ideal, and it feels to them like they've done nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay, And they say, well, this wasn't what I was thinking of. This doesn't give me the feeling that I thought I was going to get. From an outside standpoint, they can have achieved enormous breakthroughs in their entrepreneurial life, measured in revenues, measured in profits, measured in growing personal wealth, measured in every kind of business indicator. But because they're comparing this all against an ideal, they don't feel any success at all, and they feel deeply disappointed. And I call the difference between what they actually did achieve and the ideal, I call that the gap. So they're essentially always in the gap. So if you go back to the horizon line, we get to a place and you measure against the ideal and it looks like you haven't gone anywhere because the distance. It sounds like you're on a cruise ship looking out into the ocean and and you're not going anywhere, but in fact, you're really far from shore. Yeah, but for some reason, it doesn't bother us with space as much as it does with time. It's almost like hardwired in. And I think You have to learn how to deal with this because we need the ideal because it shines light on real tangible goals that we can go towards. But you cannot judge yourself. You can plan according to the ideal, but you got to measure backwards from where you started. I would say that one of the great benefits of being in strategic coach is the ability to switch off this gap mentality for entrepreneurs and to allow them to achieve enormous success, but then instead of measuring against the ideal, the ability to turn around measure backwards from a clear-cut measurable starting point and then see the immense progress that they've made and to do this in 90-day increments. I think there's a number of things that we do with time, but one of them is breaking everything down into 90-day increments where there's a beginning, a middle, and an end, and then you look backwards. I think that that probably we have done more good for more entrepreneurs in the world, both directly and also through our publications on this one concept than any other thing that we've actually done. That's a really powerful statement. And I think about so many kinds of people, as you said, it's human, not just for entrepreneurs, where we have this ideal of our transformed life, self, relationships, physical self, you name it, we have ideals for everything. 
But there's a real emotional problem if you measure yourself against it. You're always feeling like you're failing, never feel good enough. And I think for entrepreneurs, I mean, for a lot of people, obviously, it can have a big impact. But for entrepreneurs who influence so many other people, Mm -hmm. it's really important that they stay out of this gap. Well, it is because as you treat yourself, you also treat other people. And so you put pressure on your clients to be ideal clients. You put pressure on your team members to be ideal team members. You put your pressure on your family members to be ideal family members. And so that pressure, which I think is an unrealistic pressure, I mean, it's a false pressure because the ideal does not exist. It's simply a form of illumination so that we can actually see tangible, measurable, achievable goals. But Shannon, I mean, you ran into the gap when you joined Coach. I think all humans spend a lot of time in the gap about certain things. So, I mean, what was it like for you when you first came across this concept? It was had a big impact on my thinking, and I actually still quote you on this one because I would often get impatient. So you talk about time, and I'd be impatient that things weren't happening faster. And I'd be occasionally ranting to you about something, and you go, Shannon, progress, not perfection. And mm-hmm. I'd be like, grr, he's right. <laughs> I'd have this little debate with myself. And I am impatient. And like so many entrepreneurs, have ambitious goals. And I want to get there yesterday. And I want this to already be true. But that driving, there's a difference between driving inspiration and driving someone into the ground to get there. And so really being inspired to make progress versus mad that it hasn't already happened, there's a very different mindset in that. So it helped me calm down. It helped me be certainly much nicer to work with, which is really, really key, and start to really appreciate the progress. I had a situation last week with a fabulous client, younger client, who was completely and totally in the gap about what he'd been doing for the last two years. He was discounting everything he had learned because he hadn't learned what he thought Mm -hmm. he would have. He thought he should have been further ahead compared to other people around him of his age group. And I actually coached him to start sending me at the end of every day something that represented progress because he was so focused on this ideal. It wasn't actually allowing him to enjoy the very rich, bountiful, creative life that he's living. In a very real way, I think that the gap is the starting point for a lot of mental disease, and it's certainly the starting point for a lot of addiction. Joe Polish, who, of course, is... My great friend and strategic coach, a marvelous entrepreneur with his own marvelous program, Genius Network. We've had literally hundreds of hours over the last 17 years on the question of addiction and where it starts. And my belief is that any addiction is an attempt kind of artificially to get that feeling of actually achieving the ideal. The problem is with addictions is that they're self-destructive. And so, yes, you get somewhat of a feeling like that, but they actually alter your nervous system. They actually, especially chemical, they actually change your ability to think in a worse way. The thing about this is that it's just not possible. I mean, it's not romantic. It's not beautiful that people have these ideals. You're just presenting to yourself a totally unrealistic situation that in human life, there's only progress. There isn't perfection. Any notion that you can reach perfection, which is a sense of being in an ideal state, it does not happen. 
And if it does happen, it's momentary, and it wasn't something you planned. It just happened. We, we all have kind of these glorious moments when it felt like everything worked, but if you took it apart and tried to figure out how to reproduce it, you wouldn't be able to do it. I give a lot of room for magic moments. You know, I have magic moments, but they're gifts from the universe, and I don't take them too seriously. So, Shannon, you brought up a very, very important point. It wasn't just that their own ideals are the cause of this problem and the way that people harshly judge themselves. The other one is that they're comparing themselves with other people. And because we live in such a highly visual electronic world, there's an amazing number of very powerful images that are put out about people who seem to be way above you in terms of performance and results. First of all, how those people actually are inside their own lives. No one has any way of knowing what's actually going on with another person. But the trick here, and it's a phrase that I use, all unhappiness in the area of comparison comes from comparing our backstage to somebody else's front stage. And I use this theater analogy to actually talk about this. That's kind of fascinating. I think that's really true because I can look at someone or I would read about in a in Inc. magazine or Forbes or Fortune or something, and they look like they have the perfect life. And yet I have no idea about other aspects of their life that's not written about in the magazine. Yet I'm comparing myself or how I feel to that. So it's very easy to go into the gap. And the social media is just around us 24-7. Apparently, this is worse as far as age goes in the mid-teen years, somewhere from 13 to 17 or 18 years old. And it's where children have separated from looking at their parents as their role models and they're now looking sideways at their peers, and they're now looking at electronic projections of cultural heroes, and they start comparing how they feel, confused, unformed, sort of very nervous, sort of anxious, with a picture of someone who just seems to have it all together, and they don't have the thinking tools yet at 14 or 15 years old to create perspective and create a context for understanding that that individual themselves, who they perceive as perfect, in fact, also looks at the world as that they don't have their act together, but they've learned certain tricks for presenting themselves. And unfortunately, this is very pervasive, and going back to the concept of addiction, that I've talked to a lot of people who are involved in drug rehabilitation and other addiction rehabilitation, and they say that hardly anyone becomes addicted to anything after 20 years old. The only one that people really become addicted to after 20 years old is painkillers. Mm -hmm. They can be in extreme pain, and they just become addicted to the painkillers, but alcohol, tobacco, marijuana, any of the other drugs, it happens right in a time zone between about 12 to 17 years old. That's the point at life when this, going back to our first point, they're most measuring themselves very badly and unhappily against their ideals, and they're also measuring themselves very, very badly against their comparisons of perfect role models. 
entrepreneurs are teenagers just like anyone else. So all the people in our program have picked up. I mean, they have particular role models, which are probably entrepreneurial role models, and they have particular ideals, which are entrepreneurial ideals, but they get caught in this same negative comparison. And I just want you to think about this, Shannon, from the standpoint of time wasted, energy lost, not having your mind on the right thing, not being able to derive great sense of satisfaction from your actual progress. And all this is happening day in and day out, where what we're able to do in Strategic Coach is actually, with just a few exercises and concepts, we're able to actually reverse this. I've seen people flip in like five minutes as a result of the gap concept. And then our whole notion of measurement and time frames and how you can achieve things, how much you can achieve in a 90-day period, get to the end of the 90-day period, look backwards and see the enormous progress and say, okay, next quarter you can probably achieve even more because you've done this. Well, a couple of thoughts, Dan. One is that the incredible cost, as you were saying, of being in the gap. And it has to do, to my mind, with your own internal state and then your influence on other people. Mm -hmm. So if I'm not feeling confident, if I'm feeling like I'm failing, I'm not going to take risks. I'm not going to reach out. So that alternate way of measurement, I think, is really cool. The other thing I want to talk about is you mentioned thinking tools. I mean, I'm sure this works for everyone, but for entrepreneurs and teenagers, of which I have too, it's particularly important. What do you do with people to help them flip their thinking and focus on progress instead of that perfectionistic ideal? Yeah, we have a lot of them, Shannon, but I mean, we have a couple of them which are actually are electronic that individuals can actually download as part of this podcast series. One of them is Winstreak, which is simply a little app which is downloadable from the App Store. And, and free. Uh, and free. Both of the tools I'm going to talk about here are free. And what you're able to do is every night, and you can schedule yourself to be reminded, you just look at your three wins for the day. In other words, three very positive things in any area of your life, and you log these in. This works on your phone. It works on your computer. It works on your iPad. So you're able to do that. But not only that, you project to tomorrow, and you say, looks like these are going to be the three wins for tomorrow. And you just get into this process and two or three weeks or a month or so, pretty soon you just begin noticing that whole comparison against the ideal and comparison against other people just disappears from your mind. And these apps are incredibly good with children because, first of all, most children are familiar with the electronics, so they can do this. And it makes a great topic for daily conversations, especially around the dinner table for children. The other one is the four C's, Shannon, which is worth an entire podcast in itself. But basically what I've noticed is that all human progress over the years that I've observed in entrepreneurs really comes from, first of all, making a commitment. That's the first C. Going through a period of courage where you're not sure you're going to be able to pull off what you've committed yourself to. That's the second C. Third one, a new capability comes in because You've gone through commitment and courage, and you, now you have a new capability. That's the third C. And the fourth C is actually higher level of confidence, which allows you to make an even more powerful commitment. Those two, like if you do win streak every night, and then you address all your challenges and opportunities in life through the four Cs, and that is also an app 
that you can pull down. So it's the Four C's formula. FourC'sFormula.com. And then that's the Win Street app on the App Store. And those are two wonderful tools, self-explanatory. We have a little tutorial with each one of them. That's what I'm talking about, Shannon, when I, throughout the Inside Strategic Coach podcast series here, I'm going to talk about thinking tools. Win Streak is a thinking tool, seeing things in terms of the gap, wrong way to do it, gain, right way to do it. That's a thinking tool. The four C's, commitment, courage, capability, and confidence, that's a thinking tool. Strategic Coach is just this vast, unlimited universe of really great thinking tools that allow entrepreneurs to expand their freedoms and enjoy their freedoms. Dan, we started off this conversation talking about entrepreneurial problems, and I want to transition into the different types of complications and complexities that entrepreneurs have in terms of their activities, in terms of their time, and also in terms of their money. Because as we talked about in the first podcast, entrepreneurs are taking incredible risks, and they're doing new things that haven't been done before, and it can get very very complicated. So what are some of the thinking tools or ways that you help entrepreneurs sort of get that clarity about their thinking based on their own experience? The number one, I mean, I've been asked this question, if you had everything taken away from you in Strategic Coach, like I started developing the concepts and tools for Strategic Coach in 1974. So there's literally hundreds of things that have been created that are being coached every day. We're doing workshops almost somewhere on the planet every day. The one concept that I think that underlays everything, everything that we do in Strategic Coach is unique ability, unique ability, teamwork. So a lot of the complexity, what I would say, the conflict, the confusion that entrepreneurs have is not recognizing that they are superbly good at two or three types of activities and probably not so good at almost everything else. And the key answer to all the issues related to self-comparison and comparison against the ideal really comes back to just understanding that there's two or three things that you do. You do them so naturally that you don't notice them. You've done them since you were born. You are amazingly good at these three activities. You are so good at them that you don't take them seriously. What we do in Strategic Coach is we remind you, first of all, we get you to identify them, and then we keep having you build the reality of your entrepreneurial company and your entrepreneurial future around these three activities. And so all your organization, your clientele, your impact on the world all comes from this one concept. That sounds like nirvana <laughs> to be able to do that because we both obviously work with entrepreneurs, but so many of them are stuck doing things that they're not good at, they're energy draining, that they find exhausting, but they think they should do. Mm -hmm. And that's a huge part of that complexity. So you're saying people can actually just focus on those three activities and that will make everything better. Yeah, well, you have a great acronym, which is called ATM, which I think is very apt. It stands for activities, time, and money. And when you think about it, in terms of all your activities, there's just a few activities that actually produce the results. Our thesis is the activities that actually produce the results are the activities where you have a unique ability. So that's check off number one. Number two is time. When you look at the unique activities that you have that actually produce the results, you don't spend a lot of time on them. You spend your lot of time on things that 
aren't nearly as effective. So if we can just get you focused on those activities and expand all your time just to do those three activities, then all of a sudden your whole day starts to multiply in terms of performance and results. And then in terms of money, there's some money you make where you get to do your unique ability and some money that you make where, in fact, it prevents you from using your unique ability. So why don't we just line up your three best activities using all of your time just on the best possible kind of making money? When I say it that way, people said, well, seems really simple, but it's really hard. And I says, no, it requires courage. It requires attention and it requires courage. And it really requires you taking credit for daily progress, like in the win streak and everything like that. But that ATM, I think that's a wonderful model, Shannon. Mm -hmm. You know, I look at my life. Where I have made progress over the last 40 years, it's always in terms of what activities I'm focusing on, what I'm filling my time with, and how I'm using my activities and time to make the best possible money. Mm-hmm. It does sound really simple. And I like to say that strategic coach is simple but not easy, <laughs> which is why you want to come back every quarter. But there's one I think there's a mental obstacle that just would hit me. I can imagine someone saying, can it really be that easy? And almost to give permission, it's like, yes, it actually can be. And the results that we've seen, the multiplier results of just focusing on those three activities, expanding the amount of time you spend doing them in something that we call focus days, and focusing on your largest check relationships, I mean, the financial results from that, Dan, well, financial and time results, people can make a lot more money in a lot less time Talk a little bit about how that happens. I'll use my own personal example here. I was an entrepreneur on my own through a divorce and two bankruptcies back in the 70s. I used those events as an indication of how well I was doing, which is I wasn't doing very, very well. But I was a one-man company. And what I noticed that as I got jobs and I was coaching more and more, I was having to do backstage work. I was having to do the details. I was having to do bookkeeping. I was having to do correspondence. I was having to file because people did file things in those days. What I noticed was that more and more my day got filled with things that didn't actually make money. And then I was caught in cash flow situations where I would do the work, but then I would bill, and then depending on economic conditions, I would get paid in 30 days or 60 days, 90 days, and I didn't get the handle on that. So if I jump forward to 10 years later, let's say this was the end of the 70s, and I jump 10 years later, I'm making 20 times more money. So why this got simple is I thought through a business model that I call the strategy circle. And the strategy circle was that I didn't have to do any preparation for a meeting with a client. I had a single process. It was called VODA. And I would simply say, well, what's your vision now of where you would like to be in three years? Okay. And I would put down a date and I would ask the person to describe what their vision of themselves was on that date. And I said, good, we have your vision. Now tell me all the obstacles you have right now that prevent you from getting there. And we'd write down 10 obstacles. 
And I said, okay, we got the vision, we got the obstacles. Now what I'd like you to do is take a look at each of the obstacles, and is there a decision you can make, a communication you can make, or an action you can take that would turn that from an obstacle into a strategy, and they would do that. That's the transformation. And I says, now let's just take those actions. And that's all I did. And then I documented it on a piece of paper in a diagram, and I got paid for this. But not only that, Shannon, I got paid up front. I got paid on the spot, no more receivables. And I love the work. I'm really good at asking questions. So what it was is that my entire life came from all these other activities down to having a blank sheet of paper, asking questions, doing a drawing, and getting the person to think through the results. And that was my entire life. And all of a sudden, the checks got 10 times bigger. My time got freed up. And not only that, but we started hiring people to actually take care of all the backstage work. I've done 10 times, three times since then from what we did back then. Now, this is simple. I just want to say that people said it can't be easy. I'm saying what makes it hard is that you don't think it can be that simple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that makes life hard is people's belief that it can't be simple. So everything we're doing, like wind streak or we're doing the four C's and just saying that you've got a comparison problem, you're either comparing against an ideal or you're comparing against a perfect role model, these are actually simple and you don't think that life is that simple. And I said, it is that simple. And that's what makes your life hard is that you think it actually has to be complicated. It really has to be complex. So. If I had to put the essence of strategic coach, as I said before, because we simplify everything down to just three activities that lie at the heart of your unique ability, and the three activities have three qualities. One is you're very passionate about the activity. You can do it night and day and never get tired. Number two is that you're always a hero to someone else. In other words, they get better because of your unique ability. And number three, is that if you do it for the right kind of person, they write you very, very big checks, so there's a multiplier to it. That's a pure entrepreneurial activity. Strategic coach is as pure an entrepreneurial activity as there is on the planet because what are we doing? We're taking a resource called an entrepreneur, a talented, successful, ambitious entrepreneur, and we're taking them from a state of confusion and complexity and overwhelm to a state of total clarity and total fascination and motivation with what they're doing. And just that movement to them into a much simpler state produces massive amounts of improvement for themselves, for their team, for the clients and customers, for the family. And that's the basis of global progress in the 21st century. That's just a perfect wrap-up right there, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) So, Dan, thank you, because I think you've really laid out the core problem, but also the solution, which Mm -hmm. is to simplify so that Mm -hmm. you can multiply. And I also really appreciate that you talked about entrepreneurs being intelligent, courageous, and creative, and they need to apply that intelligence and courage and creativity to themselves and to their own situation of complication and complexity so that they can actually multiply. Mm -hmm. So that's fantastic. Just to give everyone the links again, it's the WinStreak app, Mm -hmm. which is available on iOS and Android, and 4csformula.com, which is basically a web app where you can just go and use it on any particular type of device that you have anywhere, anytime to help you go through that phase of courage and get to that new level of capability and confidence. 
Thank you, Dan. I'm really inspired to go and simplify and get really clear on my future after this conversation, especially about VOTA. And I think everyone listening can have new insight about just the fact that we need it's perfectly okay. Everyone has permission to reduce those things. If you're not good at doing them, give them to someone else. So we'll talk about unique ability teamwork on another podcast. And that that's actually what's going to help increase everyone's productivity as an entrepreneur. Shannon, it's been a great joy. I always think about new things when you're listening and asking questions. So I, I appreciate enormous our explorations inside Strategic Coach. Thank you, Dan.